Good morning and welcome to Simply Politics. It's Monday, February 5th. On today's show, Democrats scramble to stave off defeat in the battle for Santos' House seat, while the Senate releases a $118 billion package addressing the southern border and providing aid for Ukraine and Israel. Plus, Trump suggests he thinks there will be leadership changes at the RNC. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Politics. We start off with a special election causing a stir in New York's 3rd Congressional District. Despite President Joe Biden winning the district by eight points four years ago, and the Democrats outspending Republicans by nearly $4 million in the race to fill the seat left vacant by GOP Congressman George Santos, it's the Democrats who are expressing concern. Here with us to discuss this further is Abby, a correspondent for Simply Politics. Can you tell us more about the situation? Certainly, David. The Democratic candidate, Tom Suozzi, a former congressman with decades of political experience, is facing off against Mazi Malesa Pillip, a Republican who is relatively new to the national scene. Despite the Democrats' efforts, Suozzi has voiced concerns about the Democratic brand in the area, citing losses on Long Island and Northeast Queens over the past three years. What are the key issues in this race? One of the central issues is voter anger over the handling of the southern border, especially as many migrants have been sent to New York, some of whom now live in this district. This mirrors the GOP's successful campaigns from 2022, when Republicans focused on crime in New York City. Suozzi has been the target of GOP attacks over immigration, forcing him to defend himself in two ads. How is Suozzi handling the association with President Biden, who is currently unpopular? Suozzi is trying to keep his distance from the president. When asked if he wanted President Biden to join him in the final days of the race, Suozzi said he didn't think it would be helpful, just as he didn't think Donald Trump would be helpful to his opponent. He emphasized that the race is very local, focusing on him versus Mazi. And what about Mazi Melissa Pillip? What's her stance on the current political climate? Pillip has a different assessment. She praised Trump, saying he's a great president and she would welcome his help in her campaign. She's also been critical of the Democratic Party, claiming it left her and many others. Despite being the GOP candidate in the special election, Pillip is a registered Democrat. What could the outcome of this special election mean for the political landscape? The results of this special election could have significant implications. A win for Pillip would be a major boost for the GOP, and could provide a blueprint for future campaigns, focusing on immigration and Biden. On the other hand, a victory for Suozzi would be a significant step for Democrats in their quest to retake the majority. Thanks for the insights, Abby. Speaking of things to watch, lawmakers have unveiled a $118 billion package that includes a bipartisan deal to address the migrant crisis at the southern border and new aid for Ukraine, Israel, and other U.S. allies. However, the package has already faced criticism from Republican leadership. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent for Simply Politics. Indeed, David. The 370-page bill includes the supplemental aid package requested by President Joe Biden for foreign conflicts, appropriating $60 billion for Ukraine, $14 billion for Israel, and $10 billion for humanitarian aid 
including in Gaza. However, the bill's future is uncertain, with criticism from former President Donald Trump and other GOP leaders. What are the key elements of this bill, particularly regarding the southern border crisis? The proposal aims to expand detention capacity and make it harder for people to qualify for asylum, but would allow migrants who can claim credible fear to stay in the country and work. It includes around $20 billion in additional funding to expand the Department of Homeland Security's ability to catch, process, house, and transport migrants. The legislation would end the practice known as catch and release, and instead, migrants would be detained while their claims are evaluated. It also proposes a new program for migrants to voluntarily return to their home countries on commercial flights paid for by the US government. What about the provision for green card eligible visas and the pathway to citizenship for Afghans? The deal would expand the number of green card eligible visas every year for the next five years and guarantee that children of H-1B visa holders remain eligible for green cards once they turn 18. It includes a pathway to citizenship for Afghans who left their country after the Taliban took over. What's the most controversial element of the bill? Perhaps the most controversial element is a three-year policy to shut down the processing of asylum applications from people who crossed illegally if the number of expulsions and apprehensions of migrants reaches a week-long average of 4,000. It would create a mandated shutdown after a week-long average of 5,000 or more. During the shutdown, migrants caught crossing illegally would be immediately deported. The border would reopen after illegal border crossings slow to 75% of that trigger number, or after a certain number of days have passed. What's the reaction from the House GOP and Hispanic lawmakers? House Speaker Mike Johnson has said that the package is dead on arrival. He has repeatedly said that Biden could stop unauthorized migration without Congress help, though analysts say it is likely he would need additional powers to do so. The Congressional Hispanic Caucus has also criticized Biden's support for the package and argued further reform is needed to provide a safe, legal pathway to citizenship for migrants. Thanks for that update, James. It seems like the bill has a challenging path ahead. Speaking of challenging paths, senators have unveiled a $118 billion package that combines border enforcement policy with wartime aid for Ukraine, Israel, and other U.S. allies. This proposal is seen as President Joe Biden's best chance to provide Ukraine with wartime aid, a major foreign policy goal shared with both the Senate's top Democrat, Senator Chuck Schumer, and top Republican, Senator Mitch McConnell. However, the bill faces significant opposition from conservatives. Here to delve deeper into this is our correspondent, Michael. Can you tell us more about this package and the opposition it faces? Certainly, David. This package is indeed a significant one. It aims to resupply Ukraine with wartime aid, invest in U.S. defense manufacturing, provide $14 billion in military aid to Israel, direct nearly $5 billion to allies in the Asia-Pacific, and offer humanitarian assistance to civilians caught in conflicts in Ukraine and Gaza. However, it's facing a wall of opposition from conservatives, including House Speaker Mike Johnson. What are the main points of contention for the conservatives? One of the main issues is the inclusion of border policy changes in the National Security Funding Package. The bill proposes an overhaul of the asylum system at the border with faster and tougher enforcement, 
and it would give presidents new powers to immediately expel migrants if authorities become overwhelmed with the number of people applying for asylum. However, many Republicans argue that presidents already have enough authority to curb illegal border crossings and see this as an attempt to give Biden a political win on an issue they see as one of his biggest vulnerabilities. And how are Democrats responding to these concerns? In an election year shift on immigration, Biden and many Democrats have embraced the idea of strict border enforcement. However, they face criticism from Donald Trump and his allies who see the proposed measures as insufficient. There's also concern among Democrats, particularly progressive and Hispanic lawmakers, about the tougher asylum standards proposed in the bill. What are the chances of this bill passing? It's a long-shot effort, David. While the Senate is expected to hold a key test vote on the legislation this week, it faces significant opposition. House Speaker Mike Johnson has indicated that he prefers a House proposal of hardline immigration measures. However, Senator Kirsten Sinema, who negotiated the border proposal, has expressed confidence that the legislation will pass the Senate and get to the House. What happens if the bill doesn't pass? If the bill doesn't pass, it could stall the approval of $60 billion in Ukraine aid, leaving Ukrainian soldiers outgunned as they try to repel Russia's invasion. It could also delay the investment in U.S. defense manufacturing and the provision of military aid to Israel and allies in the Asia-Pacific. Thanks for those insights, Michael. As we continue to monitor the political landscape, let's turn our attention to the Republican National Committee. Former President Donald Trump has hinted at potential changes at the RNC, currently led by Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel. This comes in the wake of the RNC reporting its lowest cash-on-hand figure since 2014. To delve deeper into this, we have Celeste, our correspondent for Simply Politics. Can you tell us more about Trump's comments and the current state of the RNC? Certainly, David. In an interview with Fox News, Trump praised McDaniel's work in Michigan during his campaign, but suggested that there may be changes in the RNC under her leadership. This comes as the RNC reported having just $8 million in the bank at the end of December, the lowest figure since 2014. The Democratic National Committee, on the other hand, raised about $40 million in the fourth quarter of last year, double the amount raised by the RNC, and reported about $21 million banked. And how has McDaniel's performance been received within the party? McDaniel has faced criticism from some Republicans, particularly after the GOP underperformed in the 2022 midterms and lost on several high-profile ballot questions in 2023. Former presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy, for instance, blamed McDaniel for Republican underperformance dating back to 2018. However, others argue that Trump's legal issues could hurt the rest of the GOP ticket in 2024. What about McDaniel's relationship with Trump? As chair of the Michigan GOP during the 2016 presidential election, McDaniel helped deliver the key state for Trump, marking the first time a Republican presidential candidate had won Michigan in almost 30 years. She had Trump's backing when she first ran for party chair in 2017 and was elected to a fourth consecutive term last year. However, Trump did not back a candidate in that race. Despite this, McDaniel has remained loyal to Trump, even calling for his GOP rival Nikki Haley to drop out after her defeats in Iowa and New Hampshire. Indeed, it's a complex situation that we'll continue to monitor. 
Thanks for the insights, Celeste. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Politics. We'll see you back here tomorrow.